0: Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome back to the Jimmy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show coming to you on this Sunday, May the 23rd, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. Today's episode, we are doing a q&a series so question and answer from all of you on instagram facebook youtube or wherever you shot all the questions in and heather and i will kind of dig through them as best we can to give you the answers that you guys were looking for but before i jump into today's podcast this episode is brought to you by my homies at beam cbd this is the cbd product i take every single night to go to sleep the product in particular is the dream product um, I like the caps. Heather tends to do uh, the powders. Both work great. as has 20 milligrams of the nano CBD in there. It also has melatonin, uh, the theanine, and a bunch of other amazing stuff to naturally help you sleep. It's not habit-forming. You don't wake up feeling groggy. Again, it's THC-free, so you will not get high. It is also lab-tested through and through and through, gluten-free, vegan, all the amazing stuff people look for. Again, I find that my sleep latency... Uh, is a lot better, so I'm not waking up nearly as much as I used to when I track it like on like the Whoop app or something. I used to wake up like 17 times a night, which I think for most people it's even more than that, honestly, on average, and now it's like maybe 3 or 4, typically just to pee, or like I kind of wake up right before my alarm clock anyway, but I do take it every night. i found it helps a ton. I can wake up, feel energized, and kind of crush the day. So if you guys are interested, uh, we can always hook you up. The site is beamtlc.com. The code is Jeremy Scott for 35% off all subscriptions, 20% off all Products, or if you want to try some for free, hit me up uh, on the website, email, Instagram, wherever you guys reach out to us. Uh, I probably got about 150 free packs here to try. Monica will actually find you uh, and send it to right to your front door. Don't care where you live, she'll get it to you and you can try it 100% for free. Otherwise, if you go to the site beamtlc.com, put in the code Jeremy Scott, and you guys will get all the discounts right from there. And the podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Greens. You guys know it's the one thing I take every single day. I never miss it. If you're tired of taking 14 different pills and you're someone who struggles with eating enough fruits and vegetables, and let's be real, basically all of us do. At least I know I do. I only eat, you know, twice a day. Sometimes it's once a day. And there's no way I can get 10 to 12 servings of greens and fruits in that one sitting. I'd become a disgusting fart monster. And I surely would never have sex then. And that's not fun for me or for Heather, I'm sure. So if you guys find yourself in the same boat and you want to try Athletic Greens right now, we can get you a year supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. The site is athleticgreens.com Jeremy Scott. Or if you're on the fence and you've heard me talk about it 8 million times and you've still never tried it, Hit us up, contact me, send us your name, full address, Monaco us in a pack right to your front door, and then you can try it yourself and see that it is the best tasting greens out there by far. Also, there's no GMOs, no herbicides, pesticides, no artificial colors, flavors, preservatives, sweeteners. It is by far the best greens product there is. I have not found anything to come even remotely close in terms of micronutrients, the vitamins and minerals. And the taste and the bonuses, they put digestive enzymes in there, probiotics. It really is a, a kind of an all-in-one, done-for-you thing. So if you're somebody who's busy or on the go, you don't have time to manage something else in your life, just grab this, rip a pack, throw it in water, slam it, and it's on you. So again, hit me up. Otherwise, the site, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott for a year's supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with order one. Now... We have a ton of questions to go through from all of you who sent them in. And we're kind of touch across the spectrum: um, some health, some fitness, some habit stuff, some discipline things, and kind of everything in between. So, hopefully, uh, this provides a lot of value for you guys across the board here. If nothing else, it gives you some easy uh, bullshit listening when you're on your commute to work or doing uh, whatever it is you're doing at the moment. So, Heather, welcome back to the podcast.
1: Thank you. I'm excited.
0: You sound excited. It's been a busy day for you.
1: What does that mean?
0: (laughs) You know, we've had a busy morning here in the office just chatting away. Mm -hmm. Like two married people do. (laughs) Um, All right. Do you want to read the questions or how are we going to, or how you been? You haven't been on. When's the last time you came on? You're on last week, right? Yeah. I'm losing my mind.
1: hasn't been that long. Yeah. I'm good.
0: You're good. Okay. Uh, What, uh, Hit me with the first question. We'll kind of, we'll dig in for it from there.
1: So the first one we got was how to eat healthy and have a balance on vacation or while you're traveling in general. And also this one, um, best workout ideas without access to gym while traveling. So I think for us, like planning ahead is key. Um, Whether it's making sure we pack a lot of healthy snacks in our suitcase. We research, you know, healthy restaurants in the area or, you know, look at a menu ahead of time. I know I used to do that a lot when I would travel for work and um, I would pick an item before I'd go meet with clients or have, you know, like a team meeting and just know what healthy options were on their menus. Um, I also, I feel like we do this a lot when we travel um, is make sure there's grocery store nearby so we can stock up, um, bring food back into the room. We don't have to go out. We love going out to eat when we travel, but just to cut down on some of the going out to eat, like we're the type of people we don't need to go out to eat breakfast, lunch, dinner. So we usually, I feel like typically we'll go out to dinner for the most part during a vacation. Um, and then sometimes, you know, breakfast or lunch here and there. But for the most part, I feel like we tend to get breakfast or lunch items from the store. Um, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah. I don't know how the average person goes on vacation and eats out all the meals, Mm -hmm. like how you could possibly, you must have like an iron stomach to be able to tolerate that. And I don't mean that like in a negative way, but let's be real. Like most Americans eat complete trash, like each meal of the day when they're normally at home. And then you mix into vacation where you're eating a, this abundance of calories typically even food that's unhealthier and even more so. There's no way I could do it. If we do it once a day on vacation, that's probably about what we usually do. Even now, if we take, like, closer trips around here, like, we'll stop. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. I did a terrible workout today, and I'm going to cough, like, ten it's times on be this really workout. It's really annoying. <laughs> it's been a... It was a rough Sunday Metcon, but when we take even trips here, like what we've done, if we go to like let's say Sedona, it sucks. Never go there if you come to Arizona. But when we go to Sedona, uh, we'll grab like salad to go. Like we'll pack stuff in the cooler. The last time, yeah, I-
1: like there's this healthy drive-through um, near our house called Salad to Go, and uh, you can get huge, amazing salads and pre-packaged, and they're mostly made of organic ingredients. So we like to do that, um, or like a chop shop if you're local here. Or like wherever your
0: wherever your healthy like go to places. Mm -hmm. Or like a bowl of greens or something like here for us. Which basically it's protein and vegetables is what we're saying. So we'll grab especially like the first night we go somewhere if it's if we're driving that way, when we get to the hotel, like, we don't have to worry about, like, running out somewhere. You're if not, you're like, just...
1: starving and yeah. you're stressed because, like, you can't get into a restaurant like Sedona these days. It's oh, insane. Dude. You
0: can't. If you, first of all, if you come to Arizona now, like, around here, you can't do anything right now. It's been nuts. Yeah,
1: it's been crazy.
0: But when we go, we'll take, like, a cooler. And so we'll typically grab, like, the salads or at least one healthy meal that's already done. And then waters, if it's like a powerade zero, maybe some perfect bars, are kind of go-to like snacks things. snacks
1: for hiking adventures, things like that. Beef or if jerky, we're
0: fruits. Going to
1: be out on the water if we rented a boat, or going to be paddle boarding or something like that. Just making sure we have that on hand. Um, and then obviously we always take our like athletic green packets, like the on-the-go packets. So we have that every day, and our other vitamins that we typically take. I always have to have my magnesium uh for the evening for my bed bedtime routine it just helps with my digestion
0: okay (laughs) good to know
1: (laughs) and it actually does um calm you so it's great to add for a sleep aid right um
0: but yeah when we go especially i'm I'm just thinking because obviously the last year and a half has been so weird most of the stuff we've done is obviously by car
1: yeah or like renting cabins so then we're really going to the grocery packing up a lot and but bringing even it.
0: even like when we're it's like we go to like coronado or something like san diego uh we'll stop at vons mm-hmm. and we'll grab a ton of stuff and bring or it to ralph's. the ralph's <laughs> ralph's yeah either one um but yeah i think you know sticking to as close to your normal routine as you can at least for again if you're gonna go and this is my two cents if you're gonna go out to dinner on vacation or when you're traveling, and you know, you're not going to make a great choice, just because you don't have self control, or you just want to like, have that social time to eat and drink whatever the restaurant's known for with your friends and family. If you can eat, you know, healthier throughout the day, it's going to do you a huge service later on, meaning like it's just maybe you're having a small snack you know, if you do eat breakfast or if it's a lunch, it's something just lighter. It's not this, you know, huge, you're not having burgers and fries for lunch and you had this huge pancake breakfast and then you're going to go out for dinner and have pasta and do whatever. It just sounds like a recipe for disaster. And that's
1: why like when we do that, if we eat breakfast or lunch um, and then decide to go to a really nice restaurant or something that's, you know, super popular in that destination, it just makes it that more exciting to save up, you know, and then, you can splurge when you get to that restaurant. Um, And then also, so to be active and have exercise on vacation or when you're traveling for work, um, you just have to make it a priority daily. Like we always make it, we're not the type of people though that can just lay around on a beach all day long and do nothing or lay around at the pool all day and not do anything. Like, yes, it's great to have R&R and um, we do relax, but it's like, at least, you know, make sure you went on a long walk, you did a hike, or you did some sort of activity, activities, like we always try to look at the destination. And I like to plan, okay, if it's an ocean, we're going to a beach destination, then let's, you know, rent paddle boards, let's rent kayaks, let's, um, you know, if we're at a lake, let's rent a boat and let's do wakeboarding. Jeremy doesn't do that. But um, Uh,
0: no, he does not.
1: But like, different activities depending on where you're at to, um, so you have something each day that's allowing you to get some exercise, moving around. We'll research the hotels too, if they have a good gym, that's always helpful. Um, And I feel like we'll typically, we're not the type of people that does a hotel gym every day on vacation, we're not like that. We'd rather do like see if we're in a city, you know, explore the city, walk around, jog on a trail go hiking like have a variety
0: yeah well we typically go i mean we don't go to crappy places either so when we go somewhere it's like it's what's known for so if we go to hawaii like yeah we'll work out in the hotel gyms but if we're gonna go like do a hike for five hours like we'll go hike like or we'll go paddleboard mm-hmm. like we want to do the things that the place is known for if possible yeah, but even like what's the, la- I'm to think of the laziest trip we took probably kona
1: no probably our honeymoon <clears throat> In Borabora, Bora. you think? I mean, we are active, but like we oh, definitely no. that's laid the, around on that's the, the
0: least amount of. Yeah, that's probably the one. But like I, was, if but it's, we
1: still were like paddle boarding. and oh, we biked, r- we rented bikes and we biked the whole island. the whole island. <laughs> Unlike it's not th- big, <laughs> they're like
0: dirt bikes though. Like uh, there was one point where you had to get off the bike because mm-hmm. the uphill is so. There's one road, first of all, in Borabora. Bora, there's a road around the whole perimeter, and you're riding like this ten year old kid's like dirt bike. And I mean, it beats your ass for sure. But like when we were in Hawaii, like we did way less on that trip than normal, but we still worked out like every day. Cause like we were going to like, Hey, we're going to hang out by the beach and do this. And, like, so, okay, we'll go work out for an hour. And then you have the rest of the day mm-hmm. to just chill. And I'm not a person where I don't have to, you know, do these three hour workouts and kill myself every day. I'm, in fact, I would ad- advise against it for most people. That would be the worst. <laughs> well, hey, you don't. There's no way your body can take it over time. Like you're going to pay the price at at some point. There's only so then many. Then
1: you're going to be exhausted. Not fun to be around. Yeah,
0: but like I have to do something. So if it's Same I'm going to go year. crush it for 45 minutes, you have the rest of the day to just chill and do mm-hmm. nothing. Then, and I've never understood. It's kind of like how people will do it. You know, and I'm not judging anyone. Hey, it's the holidays, and it's like the day before Christmas Eve and then Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day and everybody just stays inside mm-hmm. and doesn't exercise and you sit around and just eat and drink shit the whole day. It sounds like a misery to me. Like you, your body, it's not just those three days. It's putting you so far behind. Mm-hmm. It's getting you out of this routine and it's throwing every system in your body yeah. completely off.
1: It is great. Like both sides of our families typically like to be active and even in the winter time if we're... Um, like with my family and we're in the Northwest or something, like we're skiing, snowboarding, um, sledding, snowshoeing, like doing activities and and making it fun I think is really important and you can all enjoy doing it together. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, and you'll start to see like there's such a huge emphasis on wellness uh, getting pulled through hotel and resort. So you're going to see a lot more activities around wellness and healthy lifestyles and more services offered, um, especially at our hotels. <laughs> um, but you'll, so, you know, you can take advantage of yoga on the lawn or, you know, a fitness outdoor hit workout or something like that. Um, and, or a meditation practice, like you're just going to see a lot more of those um, especially the industry is just trending that way which is great so
0: well yeah and if you are a person who wants to check out different stuff there's so many you know the the world becomes so small because of the internet so you can meet different people through instagram like do you know how many people come in here now like off the street they'll just be like hey i'm in Scottsdale. can we come drop in for whatever and like usually we'll work it out where if we're here we can get them in so like we become part of their vacation too mm-hmm. where they can come th- run through a workout. So there's always like... again. That's true. That's probably way better than trying to do a lifetime or a 24-hour like, oh, come do a day pass for 50 bucks. Like, mm-hmm. get the hell out of here, dude. Like, we would never no. do that to people. Now, obviously, if we can't get you in, we can't do it because obviously we have people here who... Our, our, you know, But if you
1: come on a Saturday, it's like our drop-in day anyway, so it's oh, yeah. easy.
0: We've had people who are like, hey, can I come on a Sunday? And I'm like, dude, if you're willing to show up for this awful crap we do on a Sunday, by all means, if you're here, you are welcome to come get your ass beat and do it. So that is an option too for people if you're like really a mm-hmm. kind of a fitness nerd and, and you like that kind of stuff. But just try yeah. to keep your routine as normal as you can within the context of having fun. Like don't be so regimented where you can't do – you know, a hike instead of like doing your, you know, CrossFit workout or like your leg day or whatever the hell your thing is, like be a normal person and understand like all activity adds up. And, and it's probably good for your body if you're like a diehard fitness person to like step back and be like, wow, I went paddleboarding for two hours. And it's a, it's way more fun than doing split squats. And in the long run, that's what that's what we do this for anyway. Our goal with fitness when we come train here is to take these skills and use them outside of the gym. If everything you did here died inside of these walls, like what's the point of being super fit if you can't go hiking?
1: Yeah, and I think it's super helpful to have an accountability partner. So whether that's your spouse, your partner, a friend um, that you're traveling with, or like a co-worker. I know typically I would um, – I didn't have a lot of co-workers that would work out when I would be traveling uh, for team meetings and things, but – Um, every now and then, you know, I would be like, I'm going to be in the gym in the morning before team meeting. So let me know if you want to meet up or accountability partner, like, you know, typically you would have a dinner and then like a reception or something like that. And then people want to get drinks after. And I'd try to like go to bed and leave earlier than other people. So I could like get some good sleep, get up early, um, do my stretching mobility in the hotel room run through a quick workout, just move my body around a little bit at least. It doesn't have to be crazy, but before you're sitting in a meeting room all day long, which I know a lot of people aren't traveling for business right now, but when the time comes.
0: But you will again, and for yeah. you, the one thing you did, I and I'll say this, I don't want to get off track, but the one, if you can, uh, especially if it's like dinner and it's not super late, you can do like a post-dinner digestion walk. For a lot of you guys, it makes a huge mm-hmm. difference. So instead of just sitting there on your ass and having multiple drinks and drinks and drinks. And again, I'm not saying don't have fun. There's a time and place for that. But it's not every time you have dinner. You get up and you go walk around for 20 minutes. It, it, it changes mentally, you know, the mindset you're in. It gets you
1: out of the environment.
0: Completely. Uh, and also for you, though, when you would travel and you would post, like you might be the only person in the hotel gym, but you would post in our groups. Yeah. And so people would see you and then they'd be almost not like looking forward to your post, but like, Oh, well, Heather's at the gym and she worked out today on a business trip. What's my excuse of being a lazy ass? I should get up and do it too.
1: Yeah. And it just helped me out too. So we have these, obviously, if you aren't aware, we have online coaching groups, accountability groups, which are great. And I would use, I would post a lot when I would travel um, basically every month for my job. And it was it would hold me accountable. It would help others in the group. I would see other people post and it's just really motivating. And you have that, you know, every day you can check in and you just have this positive environment, community. People are, I would post what I'm eating, what I would choose if I'm at a restaurant or in, you know, a meeting room and um, what I would pick and choose from like a buffet, things like that. So, can be very helpful if you want to join something like that um, that's always a great option too
0: so again if you have if whether it's co-workers or friends or if you have a coach or a trainer or you're part of a gym or a community like the one we have here obviously in person or online it does help it just when you see people always being active even if you don't necessarily want to do it you're just always surrounded by it and just become, and eventually at first it might be like a chore and you have to force yourself to do it. And somewhere along the line, you become a fitness person where it's no longer, oh, I have to do this. You're like, well, I have the opportunity to do this and this is what I need to do. And I feel better always when it's done. And so if you're always seeing people, you know, try to make a better choice. And honestly, people who are real too, like, hey, I fucked up today. I made, you know, two terrible decisions, but I'm back on it tomorrow. There is Like a camaraderie in that, in the realness of it, of that we all make mistakes. We all, you know, kind of mess up, but we're all trying and we're all constantly like trying to move the needle forward. And if you're surrounded by people like that, whether they be in person or digitally, I think it goes a long way. Mm
1: -hmm. For sure.
0: That's good for that one. Mm -hmm. Boom. Next one.
1: How to implement disciplines or discipline tips. So... This one's kind of hard to explain. I feel like you just have to start with one day, then build on the next day, and then get into this consistent routine. Obviously, you're not going to have... Every day is not going to be perfect. Something will go wrong. Your effort sometimes won't be as amazing as it was, you know, the day before. But just pick yourself back up and then try harder the next day. Give yourself grace. Um, you know, maybe you're weren't as active or you ate majority of the day was healthy that's still winning and you just have to even if you fall off the wagon you just have to get back up and try again and it's just is always going to be consistent effort to just never ending like discipline you're just always going to have to have discipline in your life to ever get to where you want to be or to continue to evolve and grow and learn and and really just achieve the goals that you want to achieve. Um.
0: Yeah, I mean, when I look at it, I think a lot of people... I'll go a couple different routes. One, there's a lot of people here, We see this, they'll make one bad decision in a day. They'll like, I wasn't going to have drinks and I had a drink. And I'm like, who gives a shit? Or they're going to be perfect on their macros and they went over by 22 grams of whatever. It doesn't matter. The way I think of an entire day, it's always the big, the big picture. And mm-hmm. we get hung up on the little things. And what I mean is like, I send out, first of all, I spell like about a third grader. So, and I write most of my stuff in a Word document and I still, sometimes like they can't even figure out, like if I write entrepreneur, like how I really write it, that even Word is like, what the hell are you trying and to then, put? And then
1: like, it's so annoying to me because I really do like spelling. Yes. And so then I will message him like, um, like, you spelled a bunch of,
0: you had uh, two misspelled words, words out of like four thousand, and that's how i look at it did you get the just the email mm-hmm. yes did it help you yes was it still a great email yes did i misspell two words yes i'm a dipshit i don't care a
1: lot of time you're just in a hurry too but
0: well it's not even that like i just don't have like well, i'm not it's gonna called spell check I mean... <laughs> okay <laughs> from the person who's never sent out an email like ever like come on
1: well actually i send emails every day all day long to like a person Corporate emails where you have to like spell Please. correctly.
0: The people don't even read those. They don't even care what you're writing. Oh my
1: gosh. You're just, don't, <laughs> you're so far removed. They don't even
0: care what you're writing. They don't reply back and like, thank you so much, Heather. They're like, whatever. Crazy person. Anyways. The point I'm driving at is there's people who are always going to nitpick at you in life, you guys. And that's to my podcast last week. Stop caring what people think because <laughs> their opinions don't matter. Uh, what I'm saying is you can't just let these little things drag you down if you put together an awesome body of work there's always going to be things that that can be better right and that's just life and that's how i look at this eating and the training and what i've learned over the years is every workout's not going to be your best workout and every workout is not going to be a pr day and it really doesn't matter because the older i get i realize like i don't have to kill myself every time i'm in here because then i'm always living in perpetual pain and and like what's the point right and so If me just showing up and putting in a decent effort, like getting a sweating, getting my body moving through space, especially on the days where I don't want to be here, that's a win. And it's just a consistency over time. There's, I've said this before. Most of you listening are much smarter than me. Um, The only thing I probably do better is the basic stuff. And I do the basic stuff consistently every day, and I never turn it off. That's the difference between being in like good shape and great shape and phenomenal shape or someone who's not in shape and someone who is. It's just they are doing the basic things every day and they're just consistently showing up and putting the work in and I'm not gonna say like every day I love to come in here and you know train my ass off. I might have to sit as I'm doing mobility and talk myself into it for 20 minutes it, and it's the truth. I'll sit here and be like and I work 15 feet from where I train right like so I'm sitting down talking right now to you guys 15 20 feet from where I'd actually do split squats but I might have to sit and do mobility for 20 minutes and be like you know what I don't want to do this but let me just get loose let me put on whatever song or video or you know if it's you know watch David Goggins or if I'm the person you watch or whatever the thing is to get you like in that mental headspace to be like stop you know being a bitch about it and just go do what you have to do And it's the days where you don't want to do it that you do, you start to stack up those wins and you start to sell yourself on why you should exercise versus why you should take the day off. You start to sell yourself on why you make a better eating choice than just sit on your ass and have drinks.
1: Well, you also start to feel so much better and then you get the high off of like the reward from actually doing it. And so then it starts to get, for me, it's you get obsessed with that feeling and you want to chase that feeling like this morning, I, um, Sunday mornings can be hard to, for me, um, I always tend to wake up at the same time for the most part, but I love to sit and just enjoy my coffee and take my time on Sunday morning. But it can be hard to get motivated to do something active. And I started last week doing Sunday sprints and stadium stairs at the track. And uh, so I had told myself every Sunday, I'm going to start doing this like through the entire summer. And, um, I was feeling sore and tired, but I just had to take my time, stretch out, uh, listen to some music. I played a video of myself actually at the track last week and it just motivated me to just get up and go. And yeah, I didn't push it as hard as, um, the last weekend because yesterday I had, quite a bit of activity so
0: Heather did, Heather did like a four-hour workout yesterday <laughs> which I would not advise anybody no to do and that. sometimes
1: and we'll get into that like sometimes I do have issues with over exercising um sometimes yeah so we'll talk about that later yeah. but I never I guess for me discipline is always going to be a challenge and I read something the other day. It's like, do you want to feel the discomfort of being disciplined or do you want to feel the discomfort of being disappointed in yourself? So you decide. And for me, that hit me like, wow, that uncomfortable feeling of pushing yourself or that horrible, uncomfortable feeling of failing yourself and letting yourself down, like which one would you rather have? Because both are going to be hard and both suck. But like, One's obviously way better is when you can be proud of yourself because you've been disciplined.
0: Yeah, I mean, we did a, we have a like a video series on this. It's a module like the 47 day, like which hard do you want?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The heart of you, you know, it, it's hard to wake up every day and eat right and train and go to sleep early and make the proper choices. That's hard to do. I'll be the first one to tell you. But it's also hard being 100 pounds overweight, <clears throat> not happy with your life you know, and you don't like the way that you look and you move and you feel like that's hard as well. And one of them is is hard up front. And one of them is hard, you know, for the duration, it just comes down to which one, you know, do you guys want? And that's the tough part. And for me, it's not even the physical of of any of this. It's just mentally, when you literally, and again, it's, it's all different levels, like you feel like shit, whether it's mentally, or physically, or somewhere in between, I'm not talking about like you're injured, or you're sick, but you just don't feel like you have it today you're not in a good headspace and like 14 things are going wrong. <clears throat> it's those days, <clears throat> excuse me, God, this is terrible, where you push through it and you just want to do it. And mentally, like you overcame and that's what gets me through most of those. It's where like, you know what, I didn't really want to do that, but I got it done. And that builds confidence, not only for that day, but for the future. And you do that long enough and all of a sudden you become like this, not only physically strong person, but this mentally tough person as well. And that's all I'm telling you guys is if you can get the momentum ball rolling, if you imagine like a snowball rolling downhill, it's just collecting more snow over time, it's getting bigger and bigger, and it's going faster and faster and faster. That is how your nutrition works. That is how your fitness works. That's how paying off debt works. That's how getting good at any skill or craft works. It's just that those little things over time, and you stack up enough wins and you build enough self confidence, you just become this whole other person that you, you don't even recognize your old self is what I'm saying for sure thanks yeah it's good okay what is the next one
1: do you want to i know you have a (coughs) podcast about touching on (coughs) insulin resistance
0: is there like the specific question it really
1: wasn't um (coughs) i guess people i mean this is something that you would have to get (coughs) go to your doctor and, and get blood work done and
0: like, out. okay, um, just like super fast, if you're gonna talk insulin resistance, like when you're when the cells in your muscles, your fat, your liver, when they don't respond well to insulin, and they can't use the glucose in your blood for energy. And so to make up for it, obviously, the pancreas is going to, you know, spit out more insulin. And over time, your blood sugar levels obviously can be elevated. In that resistance, you know, symptoms include things like obesity, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, there's a lot of things that go into that in into greater detail. And there is an awesome article. um, uh, Helen Kloss and Brian St. Pierre uh, over at PM put it out. I think I have it here bookmarked somewhere. It's like about carbs and insulin. And, you know, what really matters if you want to get results? I think that's kind of like the base of it. And I'm going to kind of uh, paraphrase here about what they're saying. But if we're talking insulin specifically, The real question isn't like whether insulin stops you from burning fat, it's whether insulin stops you from losing fat. And so with full confidence, there is zero scientific evidence to suggest that you'll gain weight if your energy intake is less than your energy expenditure. So I'm going to repeat that to everybody. I don't care what is going on in your system and your body, but with full confidence, there is zero scientific evidence. So like, follow the science, everybody's heard that phrase the last year and a half. That would say that you'll gain weight if your energy intake is less than your energy expenditure. And we're not counting short-term changes like, you know, uh, water inside of your body and things like that, of course. So another way to put it, insulin itself does not cause weight gain. You'd also need to eat more calories than you expend. So, you know, a lot of people will come in and they'll say certain things. Well, I'm eating perfect, and I know I'm at a deficit, but it's because of, you know, insulin resistance, or it's because of hormones, or it's because of XYZ. For you guys to be gaining weight and not losing fat, you need to eat more calories than you burn. It just is what it is. Like, there's no other, like, calories in, the calories out. Like, if you're at a, a surplus or a deficit, that's where the conversation has to start. Hope Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like, sometimes people get really confused and they'll say, you know, the reason I'm not, you know, losing weight is, is that I'm not eating enough. And short term, uh, long term, no. Like, I don't want to give an example, but like, pick a country where it's not America and you, you can't buy 5,000 calories for five bucks. You see someone who has very little access to food, they're not 350 pounds. Mm-hmm. People who have very little food to eat, eating 600 calories a day, are not 500 pounds. People, most people in the poorest countries, you know, or I'll put, let me rephrase that. Most of the poorest people that are not in America. Are not obese. Most uh, there's a huge number of people in America who financially are struggling that are obese because they're eating so many calories because food has become so cheap here.
1: And the stress on their body, their hormones. I would say, if for especially sure. for females. But
0: still, if you're at a deficit, doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, but there could be something that's it's maybe they're just plateaued though. And maybe it is a thyroid issue or maybe it's... Um, that can mess with it for sure. Yeah. but And then female hormone issues as well. For
0: sure. But if if you're burning 4,000 calories a day and you're eating 1,000...
1: Yeah. No, I agree. Eventually,
0: it's going to roll the right and way. Then, but there's a lot of things that do go into but it. But get your blood
1: work done. If you feel like it's a hormone issue, mm-hmm. thyroid issue, um, then definitely go get your blood panel done and have a doctor review it with you and see if there's something off that is causing yeah your right like your cortisol levels
0: yeah so just understand like in a healthy person there is an increase in insulin like after you eat a meal but it only lasts a couple hours like if heather and i go over to you know my mom's place tonight and we have dinner depending on what we eat there's going to be this you know insulin spike that happens in our body but it's only going to happen for a short amount of time. And then it's going to return to a baseline. And that's going to allow, you know, the fat burning to kind of, you know, amp up again, if you will. And if the energy intake is lower than the energy expenditure, the insulin will stay low for long periods of time throughout the day and throughout the night. And this allows for an atmosphere of fat burning to occur at full effect, despite the short periods of your fat burning being inhibited, if that makes sense. So that's the key is if you initiate you know, uh, any kind of eating or dieting protocol to lose fat, you can do that with or without carbs, you know, with or without like, you know, more or less, you know, spikes. So again, if we're, I'll just go down this rabbit hole quick, and then we'll move on. What matters most like for fat loss, right? Like, no matter if like you think carbs are the devil, or if you're a fan of eating carbohydrates, there's one thing for sure, like, you can't, separate a calorie from like the food source, right? Like, so sodas, they have sugar and an apple also has sugar and both foods are mostly carbohydrates, but you can, you can't eat an apple without also getting fiber, which slows down the absorption of the sugar into your bloodstream. Plus it's a solid food.
1: You're getting nutrients. Yes.
0: That's denser. It has a ton of like pectin. There's, you know, micros in there. It's great for you. And what's more, an apple is highly palatable, it's rewarding, um, it does stimulate your brain towards, you know, being satisfied, it doesn't, you know, jack your brain up uh, and lead With you chemicals. To, to Yeah, to overconsume like you would for a soda, right? Like, so the example that uh, I'm going to read here from the PN article, it's, if you have like a large Coke from McDonald's that has 80 grams of sugar. Um, And 290 calories. It's It's relatively... It's fucking crazy too. 80
1: grams of sugar. That is nuts.
0: I think a soda can is like 50. So this would be obviously bigger than that. It's more
1: than I eat grams of sugar a day.
0: Yeah, I looked at Dave DeLorenzo showed me his food log today. I think he had 25 grams of sugar yesterday. That's pretty low.
1: I try to stay in the 30s if I can. I usually do... I would say majority of the week. Not last night when I had my crumble cookies. (laughs)
0: Uh... Yeah, those are way more. Uh, I think I usually do maybe 60 grams of sugar a day, give or take. But here, I'll I'll finish this quick. A large Coke from McDonald's, 80 grams of sugar, 290 calories. It's easy to consume that in one sitting, um, along with a cheeseburger and also, you know, French fries. And most people, you know, crush a soda like that within a couple of minutes. Then they don't even, it's it's nothing. It, It fills up no stomach volume. It's liquid. It passes through the system. But boom, you crushed 80 grams of sugar. You'd have to eat about four small apples, or about two and a half large apples to consume an equal amount of sugar and calories that you did with that, you know, basic small soda. And do you know anybody who typically eats four apples in one sitting? No, you don't. And if you're the person who says, well, yeah, I do, Jeremy, you're, you're the outlier, for sure. No normal human really does that. I don't ever eat more than an apple in a day. And oftentimes, if they're huge apples, I'll, a lot of times cut it in half, and then I'll save it for later. So again, I give that example because it's the same number of calories, it's the same amount of sugar, but they're very different experiences nutrition-wise, and, and how they affect your body, how they react to your body, and what kind of habits and mindset that puts you in throughout the rest of the day. So hopefully that made
1: That's a good example. some
0: version of sense, but a lot of people get hung up on you know these buzzwords and these phrases, but if you're struggling to lose weight, there could be 19 different things wrong. But if you're someone who keeps gaining weight or you can't lose weight, you are eating more calories than you're expending. That's what it's going to come down to at the end of the day. Unless there's something crazy thing I don't know about. Somebody can fact check it and send it to me. But I've never met you know, anybody who burns 5,000 calories a day and they eat 1,500 and they keep gaining weight mm-hmm. in size. I just don't see how it's uh, possible. So Hopefully that helps answer the question next
1: Uh, back pain how to treat or why basically it was like why do we get back pain but there's a number of issues without knowing the specifics it's hard to answer but obviously to treat i would say number one would be foam roll your hips your legs roll your feet
0: Uh, i mean it's pretty broad what i would say is this we are not doctors we are not medical people we're just two knuckleheads in a warehouse. What I've seen here, we have about 20 doctors who come here. So we refer out to anything that we don't know, Um, whether it's, you know, medical doctors, chiropractors, PTs, Trish and Brandon movement restoration, they're all great. The number one thing I see here of why people have, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes on my fingers, uh, lower back issues is because their glutes are shit. Their butt is really tight.
1: They're sitting for way too long throughout the day.
0: Whether it's uh, piriformis, uh G-Mead, uh, TFL, it, there's, a, there's a bunch of things. Uh, honestly, like right now, my low back was bugging me yesterday and a little bit today. And it's because like, I think it's like, it's into the glute. It's not Puriformis. It's kind of upper by the band, like your TFL area. But I can feel it right now with my fingers. It's super tender, but it felt like my low back on the left side was like super tight and almost had to be cracked. But I know it's coming from my ass. And I don't know, I'm assuming it's from deadlifting the other day. I don't know why it's one side, but not the other. And a lot of times what we see is people will come in and there are people who travel a lot. They're always rounded. They lose their upper backs. So they lose their lower back, which we have a whole video series on this. We have a whole video series on, um, you know, hopefully fixing lower back pain without anything, you know, more extensive than just doing mobility and foam rolling. But a lot of times these people sit a lot. They travel, so they sit, uh, and then they have rounded shoulders. The low back becomes garbage, and they do it for extended periods of time. And they're not obviously foam rolling, they're not stretching, they're not doing enough mobility work. We have them come in here, we have them put them on a box, we do an elevated pigeon stretch with them, we have them walk through Spider Man steps, we have them foam roll the glutes, we go through a little band sequence where they're going like uh, groin, hamstring, glute, uh, IT band into the low back. Once they go through that, for Nine out of 10 people, that was it. It was just because they were so tight and they were so bound up and not in a good way that their, you know, their upper back became tight, their lower back became tight, but it all started with their ass for the most part and the hamstrings were, were a huge uh, culprit in that. So that's usually what we do. And so if you guys are interested and you're listening right now and like, Jeremy, oh, you know, that sounds like maybe my issue, hit us up. We have a full uh, YouTube playlist of mobility drills where those videos I just described are on there. They're on our IGTV as well. And uh, we even have a whole full mobility program. We usually run about once per year you could go through. But that's usually what I see. It's it's when you guys see me on Instagram, if I show uh, a photo of my story and I say mandatory mobility, you almost nine out of 10 times, you see me starting in that elevated pigeon stretch. And that's what I start with. Because a lot of times my quote unquote, referred back pain is just ass pain. And uh, I can alleviate most of it by just staying you know, proactive and being on top of it.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of people, like you mentioned, just the amount of, um, having to be on your computer for work these days, the tech neck and tech back issues. Um, I know for me it helps a lot cause I have to sit for long periods of time, but I get up throughout the day, even if it's 10 minutes or five minutes and stretch out, take breaks. Um, whether it's like yoga stretching or mobility routine or taking a band, um, we have a mobility band, and I do a lot of different shoulder and neck um, exercises with that. That really can help alleviate the pain.
0: You just gotta manage it, like anything else. If you have something where,
1: but I have to do it daily because it's just like it will. Otherwise, it just will drive me crazy.
0: Well, yeah, I look at, and we say it here all the time. I'll we'll ask people, I'm like, do you have a foam roller? And I'm like, well, I have one. I'm like, well, I always ask. I go, do you use a foam roller? And they will say, I have one. That's like the dentist saying, like, do you floss? And saying, well, I have flossed the house.
1: I just, I can't imagine never using one. I just, I don't get it.
0: I don't like Like, it. Yeah, it can be
1: very uncomfortable. But it's, it, it, once you break through that, then you're going to be able to feel so much better. It will make you want to be active the next day because you're not super sore.
0: Yeah, I would say, um, foam rolling, I have eliminated a lot of non-contact injuries. And when I say non-contact, I mean your friend tackles you in the backyard when he's drunk. That's a contact injury. Or you're going snowboarding and you fall on your face. It's a contact injury. I mean the the stuff where it just kind of happens. Like you wake up the next day and you're like, oh, my elbow hurts, but you don't remember anything happening to piss it off. It's those things where it's usually, you know, whether it's soft tissue around the joints causing referred pain. By doing that and keeping everything loose and just going through mobility drills, I have to believe it's knock on wood. It's the reason I've been able to do this at this level for this long and not, you know, you know, be crippled and feel like I'm 180 years old, even though I probably have like, you know, 200 training years on my uh, my body and joints at this point. So the takeaway: you guys have to be foam rolling. You have to be doing mobility. If you don't know what the hell you're doing, reach out to us. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. There's a ton of free stuff there for you. Or just ask, and I can. I'm happy to send over a video when I get through the messages.
1: Next one is what are our morning and bedtime routines like? <clears throat> I go wake up crazy. at the same time. Typically seven days a week. I try to time up. you
0: wake up, like nine A. M.
1: No. I go <laughs> I around six AM usually even well now it's brighter, so I've been getting about like five thirty actually. Why, why
0: did you make a face at me because,
1: like because he always gives me a hard time because he worked wakes up at 4 a.m. or 3.50 and he's like thinks I'm lazy because I wake up at 5.30 or 6 a.m.
0: I mean it is what it is man <laughs> you know the proof is there.
1: You're so cool.
0: As you just lay there mouth open it's like <sighs> dead. Still beautiful still beautiful though.
1: I don't sleep with my mouth open. Eh,
0: sometimes. On Your a sleep, rare
1: know. occasion. Mm-hmm. Anyway so I wake up at the <laughs> same time and go to bed tri- typically around the same mm-hmm. time. <laughs>
0: My wife goes. My wife goes about six a.m. She goes to bed about six p.m. She's no, on the uh, white hair Randy's early bird special. So I'm was. not a
1: napper, and so I I do tend. I love to go to bed early. Sometimes it's too early, like eight eight, eight o'clock at night. But
0: oh, man, when it was like COVID, like COVID. Oh
1: yeah, I just was like wanting every day to just go by so I'd go it's to bed a terrible at like seven PM, eight PM.
0: <laughs> That's I think it's like a sign of depression, right? I
1: think I kinda was depressed. Um like
0: when it's light outside it's summertime, we're like, okay. It's some like I watch like Michael Jordan's The Last Dance and it's like seven it's like eight o'clock. You're like, okay, it's time for bed. I'm like, Jesus, this is getting real Or like yeah. if that was not, I'd be like, okay. I mean it's I stayed
1: up till like nine thirty last night. And I have the moments like when my Friend was here. We went out, and I actually went out till like two a.m., which was crazy. No, actually, I came back at like midnight.
0: It was late. I think it was sure.
1: midnight. But, anyways, um, that just works for me. I'm not a napper, so I definitely have to get my full eight hours, at least eight hours of sleep. Um, every morning I try, I do my athletic greens and take my morning vitamins, and then, um, nighttime I'll do the dream. For with the cbd and then i'll do magnesium as well to help calm and um, help my digestion and i try to not look at my phone at night because that helps
0: uh, i'm really good
1: about not having looking at, at it in bed
0: you just need to put it in a different room
1: mm-hmm. okay your turn
0: oh if you don't like that um yeah i wake up uh like 350 so I don't get to sleep in like other.
1: You're such a badass.
0: <clears throat> I know, I'm aware. Uh, but no, obviously this is what I do for work. You know, we we still run a physical gym, so I try to be here when people aren't working, and that's early in the morning. That's typically when we are, you know, pretty busy. There are usually people here in the parking lot before I get here, which is crazy. But uh, I do that, and um, my only routine is get up, um, pull my clothes out of the dryer. I feed the dog and uh, make coffee, and I'm, I'm out the door. So nothing super, uh, super complex there. In terms of going to bed, uh, I try to get to sleep by, I try to get into bed by like eight o'clock ish if I can. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's not so easy depending on you know winding down and doing those things. I've gotten way better. It used to be way later where I would like come to work on four or five hours of sleep, you know maybe six, and now I try to do. At least seven or eight legit, you know, restorative hours every single night. So my morning routine: wake up at four, get up, water, coffee, grab my stuff, I'm out the door. I go, and then uh, I usually eat my bigger meal towards the evening. Uh, I take all my supplements uh, before I go to sleep, except Athletic Greens. I will always take it uh, before my first meal of the day. So if I do get to eat twice that day, I usually will as I'm like making, and it's usually like eggs, chicken, sausage, all that stuff you guys see me post, I will um, do athletic greens as I'm doing that. And then I'll, I'll eat my stuff that way. And again, I don't sleep with my cell phone in the room. I actually put it in the bathroom. That works best for me. Um, But short of that, that's basically my Kind of my two routines. He
1: likes to fall asleep with the TV on, which I'm not a fan of. But I've gotten I way better. You've gotten way better.
0: I've been turning it off now when I'm super, super Because usually it would tired.
1: always be me. I'd fall asleep and then I have to wake myself up because I can hear the TV still and then shut it off because you're like dead asleep. You
0: know why I don't do it anymore? Hmm. Well, A, I found that my sleep is better because I'm just so tired now all the time. But there's no more office. Yeah. It sucks. I really, I'm really sad. That there's not the office on Netflix anymore. And I refuse to buy eighteen apps to watch all these shows. You
1: had like a pure obsession with it.
0: Dude, you still know if it's on Comedy Central and you turn it on and you'll watch it and be like, mm-hmm. Oh my god, this no, is I know. the greatest It's, great. it's, it's such the greatest a great show, show ever. Uh but that's it. I think for the Oops. Sorry. What do you knew? <laughs> um as I've coughed like ten times on the podcast. Uh I would say for you guys, if you can try to go to sleep at the same time. And wake up at the same time short of like doing something really special with friends or family where you'd have to extend it. That's a recipe for success for sure. And just again, like Heather has a dedicated, you know, morning stretch mobility kind of meditation routine. Yeah, that I, I didn't think...
1: touch in on that. Like I always stretch and do mobility as I'm like basically drinking my coffee. Then I will walk the dog. I either walk the dog depending on the morning if I have like early calls or not. If I don't have early calls I'll walk the dog first and then I go to the gym here and then if I have early calls then I just um will go later but I tend I used to do more of an intermittent fasting I really haven't done that in a while I kind of just now go by how how I feel that day if I'm really hungry in the morning then I'll eat something but typically I eat right after I work out um so around like nine o'clock, I guess.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I would say the things that are important to you guys, you just have to schedule them and block them off. So it's like, it's the things people get lazy with. Like you're already brushing your teeth. You might as well just floss since you're there and you're already going to make your food. You might as well take supplements while you're there. So it's <clears throat> it's doing those little things that are really going to make the biggest difference in the long run. So if you're like, Hey, I have 10 minutes to do mobility and stretch take the 10 minutes and just set it in and make it something that you do consistently. Again, it's the basic stuff that you can master over time, that's going to make you the healthiest and the happiest and bring you the the biggest bang for your buck. And it's not going to happen in a week. But also you would be like, wow, I've done mobility for 22 days in a row, or I've taken athletic greens for 15 days in a row. It's those little things that are going to eventually make you feel better, move better and look the way that you want to. It's not this magic you know, pill shit. It's not this get, you know, rich quick stuff. It's the, it's the tried and true things done consistently over time. They're going to have the biggest ROI.
1: And then the next one went, what are our treats and cheats every week? What are your go-tos? Um, so I'm like wine, which I love to treat myself to that. Um, last night, Jeremy brought home crumble cookies if you've ever had crumble cookies so sometimes we'll we'll do that or you you're you like Doritos and like chips like um ruffles sometimes
0: we've gotten um we've gotten way better with all this than we used to, and that's a huge progression too for a lot of you listening like. I mean, that's the first time I got cookies in -hmm. like months because I have just, I can't eat. I just feel like shit.
1: I know. Like as soon as I even had just a quarter of each of the four or whatever, I felt sick.
0: (laughs) No, I could easily eat all four. Like I could, like I would, I would want to do it because that's how I'm built naturally. But I feel so bad now when I do things like that. So even just trying like, you know, a little sliver of each, it's plenty. You know, to kind of, but even for that, the most part, a lot of times our treats have been, like, the other day, like, you were like, oh, I had all these treats. I'm like, what did you have? There's nothing in our house. No, I think
1: I just said snacks.
0: And you're like, you had a rice cake and like, a perfect bar. And that's, like, better than what most humans eat in a day.
1: Well, yeah. And for me, it's more like having wine is probably, like moderation um sometimes i can struggle with with things and sweets too if i don't have sweets in the house then i just won't eat it i don't go out and like i never go to crumble cookies and get myself crumble cookies like if he brings it home it's at the house and i'm like okay i'm gonna have some um i always try to choose like healthy ice creams if i'm craving ice cream like a halo top or enlightened brand but something jeremy always does is in and out burger like every week every weekend
0: It's one of the things that, well, I don't feel shitty when I eat it. So that's that. That's my biggest issue, most people. Like, if anybody's listening, like, there's, I can't eat so many things. Like, that's, it's a gift and a curse, right? Like, the gift is, like, oh, and why can't you? I get because it just it messes with me like like intestinally I cannot digest it I can't process it it causes 87 different issues that I'm not going to talk about on the podcast but
1: basically it's it sounds like from your latest doctor appointments like high acidic foods and drinks high acidic levels It's like everything yeah
0: like like if you read this list he's like do you drink wine I'm like no I'm like
1: well you drink beer every now and then
0: yeah he's like you can do certain things that don't mess with you but like I didn't eat dairy products I didn't have a dairy product for 40 some days mm-hmm. and in the last week I had two pieces of cheese like so that's what I'm talking yeah. about like where my decisions aren't I think a lot of people and I, I don't I don't want to make this a, a complaining session about me but I feel so shitty when I eat so many things. That's a huge reason why I don't do it. And I think a lot of people from the outside, when Jeremy's out to dinner, oh, he doesn't want to have fun and live. It's not that, dude. Like, I like all the same shit you do. I like Pop-Tarts. I like chips. I like cookies. I like everything. No. It's just my body can't handle it. He'll be,
1: like, physically ill. Like, he's dealt with it for years. And he'll literally have to, like, go in the room and lay down. It
0: steals, like, days from me. Yeah. And so, at this point, I monitor everything. When you're like, oh, things that are acidic. Basically, everything you eat. <laughs> I know. like every Like, sing- every single drink, preservative, you name it. There's just stuff that really is but there. So. We
1: tend to, like, eat really healthy during the week. And then we always typically have social things planned on the weekends. Whether it's going out to a restaurant or going to someone's house. Um, but that's when we'll try, you know, something fun on the menu. Uh, we love pizza, but we try we haven't really had pizza in a while so but can. um
0: I, I, miss, me, I miss it so much
1: for me i don't i try not to have a lot of gluten just because i've been tested and i'm like sensitive i'm not intolerant but i have some of my own digestion issues so um i have to be careful with like dairy as well um but we do every now and then we'll go all out um and then what else was oh Oh, I wrote tequila. We like good tequila if we're going to have, or you like bourbon too, like good.
0: Yeah. But even the tequila, like I can't drink mm-hmm. with the margarita stuff. I try to really, honestly, our stuff that we do, sometimes is just what we normally do, but just more of it. Like, so we are, we like the perfect bars or like yeah, the peanut butter cups. Yeah, perfect bars
1: and the perfect cups, um, that brand. Oh my gosh, those are lifesavers because I love dark chocolate and peanut butter and they're like the healthiest version of like a recess that you can buy and they're refrigerated section of pretty much every grocery store. And then the cookie dough bars to me, it's like it fulfills all my sweet cravings,
0: but well, I think of that like, and again, this is a huge, when I'm saying this, you guys, this is a huge progression for us. I did not do this two years ago, five years ago, six years ago. It's like, I would put up with feeling like shit for the food. And now I'm, You know, it's like you burn your hand in the stove enough, you get sick of burning your hand. That's just kind of where I'm at. Where I'm not willing to feel like shit for food. Nothing tastes that good. I don't care what it is. And for us, like, when we first met, it would be gelato spot or (laughs) uh, yogurt land or cold stone or all these places. When's the last time we had... um,
1: Oregano's pizza. Pizza. Deep dish or like the... Yeah, deep dish.
0: It's so good. Uh, But when's the last time we had real ice cream? Years. I've yeah. not had real ice cream in like five years or more probably. And I'm not I'm not saying do that, but you get to the point where you're like, you're just not willing to feel like trash. And they have come so far. And oh, on yeah. Halo Top is not in, in real and Enlightened is not real ice cream, but it's pretty good. It's good. For what it is. And like, are the perfect bars cookie dough? No, <laughs> no. but they're, pr- they're pretty good yeah. for what they are. And that's kind of where it is. Like, again, I miss pizza just like everybody else, but... I don't want to feel like trash. So the key would be finding things that you eat, that you enjoy, that you like, and you can indulge in, but that also don't derail you physically from all of your goals and set you back way further than you think. Because a lot of people will eat really good for like five days. And on the weekends, they have this surplus of like 5,000 calories. Well, that just screwed up your whole week. And so that's the key there is like trying to find the things that that work for you uh, and your body. But if we do go out to eat, Other than we went out with Ashley and Steve, I had like chicken whatever, which normally you don't order, and sucked. It was a terrible choice. I'm still pissed about it. It It's weeks ago. I know. Um, I was
1: surprised you ordered that, but that was because you had like those doctor's appointments.
0: I didn't want to feel like crap. But um, usually we'll eat what the restaurant is known for, within reason. Mm -hmm. So if you did
1: have the butter, buttermilk buns, those are great. The buttermilk buns. Yeah. So
0: we try to do, and they're meatballs. Like yeah. we try to do what the place is known for. And that's what I would say to you. It's like you you do these things during the week so you can go and indulge and try the things that uh, you like to try. But for the most part, I just keep it the same because I know if I eat these things, here's the way I'm going to feel. Here's the way I'm going to perform. And that's kind of how I go about it. If I didn't, you know, internally have the all the issues I have, I would, you know, I could easily be 400 pounds because I like to eat all the shit everybody else likes.
1: Even like the wine or tequila I buy, it's like all i try to now do organic brands or like the low sugar options which is great because now they're everywhere i feel like at safeway or albertson's or whatever store so that's always and it makes you feel so much better because there's less chemical it shouldn't have the chemicals um like the other brands which is nice
0: rebecca was saying they do like some kind of is it no sugar or like low sugar like christy brinkley has one or something there's so many now. yeah so many they order it like from somewhere they were telling me
1: there's this, yeah, there's this Sauvignon Blanc from Washington State, uh, oh. Liquid Light, and it's has like one gram of sugar, and it's really good.
0: Yeah, I guess the, the key is you guys find things that work with you and your goals and that agree with your body. Like, I do love margaritas if they're good, but I really think like that, they jack me up, dude.
1: Well, and it's probably all the lime juice. Yeah.
0: I'm starting to think like when we were at like Savannah and I had those drinks, like, I was f- fucked before then, but then that really kind of made it. And then I would try the cool. rocks tequila yeah. with the margarita mix. And I'm like, then I was fucked. And I really think like, I and mean, that's not the only reason, but that's it. But if I do like Ron Swanson, like straight whiskey, totally fine.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. Do you think because it's, what, sweet? What's sweet? that? Um, Whiskey.
0: Depends kind what kind of malt scotch you want up in here. Uh, but like there's certain ones I can do. Okay. And certain ones I can't do. I think for
1: you, it's a citrus issue because you couldn't even do orange juice for years.
0: No, I don't. I just, it sucks, man. But the point is, is find things that, uh,
1: work well with your body. (laughs) That's it. You guys. Um, so next one, eating habits, what are some positive, negative experiences? Um, so I've said it before, but I've struggled with binge eating in the past, like high school, college, even post-college, and also like restrictive eating. So I've kind of gone both ways. I think a lot of girls have struggled in some capacity about body image and eating issues because a lot of it came comes down to lack of um, understanding, lack of education, and how you're raised uh, in our society. Um, but now like there's so much more education, so many more resources. I feel like it's a lot, it's a healthier envi- environment, Um, but yeah, I still have issues with portion control. I feel like I've gotten a lot better over the years, um, in moderation, but from time to time, like I still, depending on what's going on, if I'm like emotional, um, if I've can be a stress eater at times if I'm really stressed out but then I can go the other way too so I guess for me it's like I've learned to remove myself from the environment to really focus on how I'm feeling and understand okay why am I stressed why am I feeling like this why am I having these cravings Um, for example sometimes if I'm stressed out I'll just go take a walk or a bike ride Um, get off my phone and just kind of reset my mindset and focus on getting into a positive space. I think pausing and silence and just really reflecting on your thoughts can be helpful for me. Um, Obviously exercise, like meditation, which I need to get better about. I've was really good with doing a meditation practice every morning, but uh, that's on my to-do list. (laughs) I need to get back to that. But uh, what else, Jeremy? Like, learning how to fuel my body for the activity i'm doing that day has been really helpful because i mentioned i i love to work out i always played sports like it's never been an issue for me um like i love to just be active and so mine to make sure that i'm not um exhausting myself is huge and i still struggle with that i've had low low thyroid issues before. And so I've gotten my blood work done. I'm actually do, I need to get my blood work done and, and just look at all my hormones, but you just got to find some sort of balance for your life, lifestyle and what your goals are. But just for me, it's like, I try to not stress about the numbers, I but I, I'm still working on it. Like I, I don't track my macros like perfectly, or I just like to know kind of the ranges and, I don't even track how many calories I burn um but I have an overall idea if that makes sense
0: yeah I mean it's what do you want me to talk about how I eat or what do you want to
1: I think it was more for me it was I think a a female question
0: but yeah it's for most people we see here it's I think most people have an eating disorder in some way, shape, or form. And I don't mean like in the clinical sense of like you're anorexic or you're bulimic. I just think when I, maybe that's the wrong way to to phrase it. We have weird relationships with food and we all have these, we're all different in that regard of how we eat things, how we consume things, how we think about things and how your brain processes it. I know when I go to the grocery store, it's much different than probably how some of you guys go to the grocery store. And the way that I look at food and I think about it is probably different too. You know, when you know better, you do better. And it's like, when you know too much, it kind of like messes with your brain a little bit. Um, But I'm not a person, I don't have like eater's remorse or like feel guilty about eating something. I've never had that. That's not who I am. I know a lot of people do suffer with that and struggle with that.
1: Yeah, I do that sometimes.
0: (laughs) Um, I'm never going to eat like, you know four orders of french fries, and then call myself a fat ass loser. Like, that's not who I am. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, it doesn't matter. But I know a lot of people suffer with that. And that's what I mean by you have this weird relationship with food and how you treat yourself and how you talk about yourself. And that's not a healthy place to be for most people. And you have to start correcting that for the most part. And uh, again, the, the food you eat does it's everything it's every it's every cell of your body it's how your hair skin nails regenerate it's how you have energy it's how you build muscle it's how you burn fat how It's your how
1: your hormones you... function
0: everything it's so it's vital that you know most of it can be real food and i think if you again i'd rather eat you know cookies than bananas but i also understand that bananas are going to be a bigger benefit to me Because for the simple fact of, A, there is micronutrients in there, and even if there wasn't, I could give a shit, you're going to self-regulate when you guys eat real food. You just are. Like, I don't think you're going to eat four bananas, and you'll easily eat four cookies. Those are the things that I talk about where you start to have these, you know, more positive experiences with food, and you're making, you know, better food choices over time, and you, you learn to understand the kind of eater you are. We have a podcast called why eating right is so hard. I think that's one of them. The cost of getting lean is a great one too in we have terms of eating. eating
1: as a couple and other podcasts.
0: But just understanding like are you a moderation person? You know, are you an all or nothing person? It doesn't mean you have to be all one way or all the other way, but there's friends of yours that can eat like, you know, half a cupcake and then they're fine. And then there's friends of yours that will eat seven cupcakes. And you might be the seven cupcake person or the half cupcake person, you might be somebody in the middle. But you have to start to know that. And why are you reaching for those things? Or, you know, we get emotional about food. Oh, I had a shitty day. I deserve a couple of drinks. And it might make you feel better in the short term. But in the long term, it's just digging your hole deeper. And it's creating a cycle that's going to be harder for you to break out of. If that makes sense what I'm saying. The longer you do something negatively and you sell yourself on the reason why it's okay and you reinforce these wrong behaviors, the harder it is for you guys, you know, to break it down the road. And again, I I didn't always eat like this. It's been a progression. It's always changing. It's always evolving. That's why the eating right is so hard, because it's something you have to do correctly, you know, two, three, four times a day, every single day until you die. And what you do today might not work the same way tomorrow, might not work the same way next month or next year. And you you might always have to tweak it depending on what your schedule is like, what your, your, your travel habits are, what your goals are. It's all those little things over time. So it's tough, but you have to really identify what are the problems and what are the things you want to fix. And most of the time, it's we have this emotional or mental connection to the way that we eat and drink because we're trying to escape something or fix something or heal something or hide from something. And usually trying to put a band-aid on that with food and drink is a terrible way to go about it.
1: And then someone else asked, like, how many calories do you eat and how often do you work out? I don't know if if this was, like, for both of us, but it really will depend on the person. And we tend to focus on, like, the macro numbers as far as, like, the ranges, right? You can explain that better than I can, but...
0: What was the question exactly?
1: Someone asked how many calories do you eat and how often do you work out? Well, it really just depends. Like, you can't... Everyone's different, Um but for me, I work out at JSF four days a week. Um, the other days, I usually go for a walk or I do a jog on our canal path or like a a sprint workout, like I did today, or a hiking trail. So it just kind of varies each week. But I always try to stick with at least four days of the JSF group training workouts. Um, and then for me, calorie wise, like I don't eat exact number of calorie, the same exact number of calories every day fluctuates depending on how active I am but I do try to stay within the the macro ranges for myself as far as based on what your height if you're female or male your height your weight what your goals are what stop yeah why are you laughing at me uh
0: because you're my wife um yeah I, I would say what we do doesn't matter compared to what you guys do uh, it really doesn't. I have a full podcast on how I eat and how I train. If you want it in detail, it's there. Uh, but the calories that, you know, and people will ask, Jeremy, how much do you weigh? What are your macros? You're not the same as me. Uh, you're just not. The, the food part is tough. We can generally maybe be similar, um, but we're not going to be exactly the same. And what I do is probably not going to work for you because I'm like a, you know, I'm a mutant robot serial killer. And you're not going to probably live the same life I do and wake up at the same time and go to sleep at the same time and train the way that I train fasted or how I'm going to do it. And you you have to understand that for most people, we have a free macro guide if you guys want it. I think it's in my Instagram bio now. But hit me up. I'm happy to send the link. Uh, But like Heather, you know, I, I load or like do four kind of loading splits four days a week. I do a terrible Metcon. We film a ton of content. Usually Wednesdays for me is the easiest day of the week where I just walk and do mobility because my schedule is so crazy and my body, you know, needs to heal because I just can't. You know, you can't always be beating the shit out of yourself. And the days that I train harder and I do more, typically the compound movements, squats, deadlifts, you know, heavy overhead, uh, horizontal or vertical pressing, those things, I'll eat more food those days. And so I've created demand for it. And sometimes I eat once a day or twice a day, but I don't track the macros anymore. I did it for like five years on pen and paper before my fitness pal was even a thing and then by the time my fitness pal got here I I did it with clients for a while but now I know for the most part and I don't really care what I weigh I have no I went I was a doctor the other day I think I weighed 209 or something um but it doesn't matter I, I don't step on the scale I had a scale here for years I never step on it I don't really give a shit I just go by how I look and how I feel more so than anything. And
1: I've really learned to do that. Like I don't weigh myself often. Um, I really just try to go by how I feel in my clothes. You know, how, how I feel when I eat certain foods, how full did I get? So I try to not like stuff myself and I try to not like under eat. If I have like extremely low energy, obviously I'm like, okay, I need a little bit more food today. Um, So... I try to just not stress about any numbers and just go by how I feel and how active I am that day. And yeah, it's, it's tricky. It's hard and moderation, you know, you always hear moderation is key and, but it truly is like, that's, what's going to keep you healthy.
0: <laughs> yeah. And if, again, if you're moving more, you, you probably eat more. And if you move less, you probably eat less. We, it's just something that we don't, there's not enough education around this about relationships with food and just general activity and how to eat to be healthy i don't want to bag on the school system but they do a terrible a terrible job and a huge disservice to people by not teaching any of these things at all and it's almost criminal uh in my opinion but you're the you're an adult so it's up to you to do your own research and education on it and what i would say is if you're on an airplane and you're sitting on your ass for three hours. And then you get into Uber and then you go to the hotel and you sit around. All you've done all day is basically sit and walk and move. You probably don't have to eat as much as you normally do. That should be common sense. Or if it's a Sunday and you're hanging out with your buddies and you woke up and just, you know, hung out around the house and then went and sat on your ass and watched football for six hours. You're probably going to just drink beers and eat pizza and wings and stuff your face. And that's probably actually the worst thing you could do. Because you're not doing anything. So you're just creating this abundance of food and calories and so sometimes you just have to do the common sense thing. If you're gonna go on a ten hour hike, you probably gotta eat more and bring some food with you. If you're gonna go work out for twenty two minutes, you probably don't have to eat as much. Like there's a common sense element that we're missing, I
1: mm-hmm. think for
0: most of us. And if you expend more energy, you can eat more calories. It's pretty it's pretty much common sense. And honestly, in terms of like workout stuff, a lot of people listening probably work out more than I do. Now I'm in the gym more, I might be demoing stuff, and we might be trying things. But like, I would say Heather works out more minutes per week than I do. Like a lot of people do. And so that's why the time is not really relevant for most people. And it's depending on the activity. If Heather goes for a run, That's going to take way longer than my lifting session is going to take, depending on how many miles you go run. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so we get hung up on, like, oh, I worked out for this many minutes. Who gives a shit? What did you do in the context of when you are there? For
1: me, it's, like, sometimes I just don't want to be in the gym, and I just prefer going for a run or being in nature and going on a hike or something like that. So that's doing what – finding what you enjoy matters, too. For
0: sure. And you have to understand, like, what is the – What's the goal of, of, you know, we say you become really fit when fitness is the outcome of the activity, not the goal of it. So when you can go for a run, cause you like it, well, you're going to be fit because you're not doing it just for exercise. You're doing it cause you like it. You're going to go kick around a soccer ball. You're going to go play basketball. You're going to go for a hike. Those are all fitness activities, but you're doing it because you like basketball, right? You're doing it because you like hiking. The byproduct is you just get a great workout in and that's going to take way longer. If I'm here, I can kill myself in 25 minutes easily, mm-hmm. and that's all it takes. Now, if I'm bullshitting a 25-minute hike, it's probably not the same. So we get hung up on you know, the things that I don't think matter a lot of times in terms of workouts. Obviously, if you have a specific goal, you have to do specific training. If you want to be great at riding a bike, guess what? you got to ride a bike a lot. So those things all kind of come into play. So hopefully that helps answer the question of, you know, Calories in, calories out, how often you should or shouldn't work out. It really is, you know, individual to the person.
1: Um, and the next one's funct- functional fitness or hit tips or thoughts. I think kind of describing both of them or the benefits,
0: um, the differences. Real quick, um, I can go super deep on all these. You guys don't even care, I don't think. Maybe you do. If you're the fitness nerds, here we go. Uh, really fast. We, we lump all these terms in together. Again, it depends how much you guys care. Most of the time, I'm going to generalize here, the people we talk to, they don't give a shit. Um, When I say things here, we joke. um, I don't even need to be here most days because I'll talk through what we're going to do for the day and half the people listen, half the people don't. And then they just look on the whiteboard and they kind of figure it out and they maybe ask me halfway through, which is super annoying, but welcome to doing fitness for a living. Um, And I say that half jokingly because these guys don't care what the protocol is and when we talk about hit high intensity interval training that's a specific thing then we'll say like a tabata's protocol like that's your 2010 uh you know by eight your four minute sequence that's a specific thing or if you want to go like a 10 20 reverse protocol which is that uh negative you know work to rest ratio which is probably more indicative of what you should do that is different than just hit training and so we lump these together and say, "Oh, I went to an hour-long HIT class," and I don't want to get in a soapbox here, but that's complete horseshit. None of you listening are doing an hour of high-intensity interval training. That's just nonsense. Like you, nobody has the capacity for that. Like no one has the bandwidth to do that. That's
1: so annoying when people think or say things like that. Because I'm like, no, you don't push yourself the whole time for an hour cons- consistently straight and not taking any breaks. It's
0: it's impossible. Like. For most people to go jogging at a slow pace for an hour without stopping, oh my gosh, yeah, is really hard to do. Like a slow, really crappy jog is hard for people to do for 60 minutes without stopping. And you're telling me you're gonna do burpees and uh squat jumps and like assault bike sprints and sprinting with the sled for you know 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off for an hour. It, there's no way. Like our Sunday Metcons, and we do them realistically. Like we're not trying to kill people here. But when we go through, today we're here for 37 minutes total. 27, excuse me, 27 minutes of work time. And that was not a high intensity day today. So we did nine minute blocks. There's no interval training in that. So when you say like a, if you guys even care what I'm talking about, I feel like nobody cares about this, but somebody has to, like if it's high intensity intervals, there has to be intervals in it. So if we do a workout here where it's 20 squats, uh, 20 assault bike cows, 20 burpees, and you know, 20 walking lunges, and do as many rounds as possible in 20 minutes, that is not HIT training. There is no intervals there. In order for it to be high intensity interval training, you have to have intervals set up. So like 20 seconds of work, 40 seconds of rest. That would be high intensity. In my opinion, and people can disagree with me. If you're doing like 40 seconds is the work, 20 seconds you're resting, that's not high intensity over time because I don't feel it's possible for you to be able to put out a high intensity effort for 40 seconds and then only rest for 20. My The people who are the fittest can do the shortest amounts of work. So what I would mean is hop on the assault bike for 10 seconds and go as hard as you possibly can, then wait for a minute or 90 seconds and repeat that. That is the definition of high-intensity, in my opinion. Does that make sense? And a lot of you like, well, Jeremy, it's only 10 seconds. If you have the capacity to do that, you can kill yourself in Mm -hmm. 10 seconds. People who aren't fit get it confused, and they go to, like, the YMCA or Lifetime. And I'm not bagging on those guys. They're great places. But they'll go to this bullshit, hour-long, high-intensity group session. And I just don't believe, like, it's possible, especially – you know, for 52-year-old Rick or like 48-year-old Donna to go in there and like crush it on a hour-long hit session. It's nonsense. And then functional fitness, really quick, in the way that we broadly describe it here is just the things that are going to help you just move through life. You know, you're squatting, you're lunging, uh, you're doing your mobility, you're overhead pressing, you know, you're pushing, you're pulling. All the things that make, you know, just logical sense for life, like picking up heavy stuff and putting it down pushing heavy stuff and pulling heavy stuff, those things and things to improve your mobility, your strength and your overall aerobic capacity, probably not just the traditional, you know, bodybuilding stuff where it's, you know, you're just doing like a leg extension, or you're just doing like a leg curl. And not to say that those things aren't important, and they're not quote, unquote, functional. But in terms of how we describe it, they probably wouldn't, uh, wouldn't make the cut. So hopefully that helps if you guys cared about the differences. At the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. Uh, you can always get into the minutiae of things. For most people, just getting up and moving, being active, spending more time in your workout standing and walking than you do sitting, uh, I think is a huge key, you know, as opposed to sitting and laying down for most of your workout. It can be part of it for sure, but the rest of it, you should probably up on your feet, moving, you know, if not all four, at least two of, of your major limbs uh, consistently just so you can get the most – uh, calories burned and the most bang for your buck and you can pick up the most load uh, over time. Good answer. Boom.
1: This one's about relationship. Like what if your fighting style is different? So one wants to talk about the issue now and the other one wants to talk about it later. Um, I guess like you just need to compromise and solve it. I would say as soon as possible, instead of like having it ruin your day or having you have it be awkward, you know,
0: uh, the do-it-later person is wrong, just yeah. so we're crystal clear.
1: So just hash it out. Why right? would you in there.
0: Why would you waste hours of your life being mad about something you could solve? And honestly, most it, it, I don't know everybody's issues. If you got like your husband cheated on you or your wife stole a bunch of money or something, that's a different problem. But if you're just arguing about like normal stuff, like who took out the trash or you left your clothes lay around or, you know, he spent money and he didn't tell her or whatever, like you can and, solve that in two minutes.
1: And again, we're not like couples therapist but maybe if it is a huge issue maybe then go go see a professional and talk about it with a third party with a professional expert maybe that's the way to do it for you
0: 99 percent of the time it's just stuff that's Mm -hmm. bullshit and you can laugh about it how stupid you're arguing about like heather uh was gonna punch me today and i wanted to i was like faking it what was that about faking it Oh, I remember. Because you yeah. <laughs>
1: disrespected me. No. Uh, you were just being really annoying. So I remember. Um,
0: but see the point, like I just let you walk out of the room all mad and then like I just laugh about it. And then you come in and then you laugh about it. But like- first
1: I said you need to apologize first.
0: <laughs> But the point is, like, those are bullshit things. Like, those don't matter. I know. Like, we we argue about the littlest, dumbest things, and we say things to get at this person. I talk about this with. I said the other day to like Chris or somebody, I'm like, we're the meanest to the people closest to us. I'm so wrong, and it doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't mean this like in any negative way. No one's gonna help you except me. I know. Like, you don't have anybody else on your team consistently but me. Mm -hmm. Like, that's it. And you're the same way. Like, I don't have anybody else I'm going to call and be my partner. You're the only one. So why would you be mean to me and why would I be mean to you when you're the only person who can help me? Yeah. And yet, you want to mess with me the most. (laughs) And cause me the most problems. Like that makes no sense. Uh, Yeah. You got to stop doing that to your husbands or wives, everybody. Like just think about that. Like you're in a a fox. You're in a foxhole. They're the only person who's going to help you. They are it. Mm -hmm. They are not, dude. They're not your enemy. They're your fucking teammate. Yeah. Like they're the person you have to pass the ball to. So you you just need to find a way to get along and squash the.
1: Life is too short.
0: And if you have a problem, just talk about it quickly and get over it. Like don't go to sleep angry and rob days. It just and if
1: if it's not if you can't solve it then maybe you guys just shouldn't be together. You know, if both people don't
0: Now you're telling people to get divorced. No, now. I'm now just there's on that kick. No, Here we go.
1: No, I'm saying if you really can't work it out, then why would you stay in that relationship?
0: It gets complex, man. <laughs> it's a lot of people, it's a lot of moving parts. If you're if you're like us and you have no kids and you have no debts and stuff, eh, you can leave them. it's fine. Everything else, you know, gets, yeah. everything else gets complex.
1: Okay, here we go. So what future goals do you have over the next five years?
0: Uh, divorce, one, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I'm
1: going to get myself a new boyfriend.
0: <laughs> good luck with that. you find one for sure. Uh, but you got to tell him you used to be married to me. He ain't going like that. No, that's gonna, but going to mess with them psychologically. Okay,
1: for real though. Uh, okay, um, I'll tell you what I put explore some new national parks because i don't think we're really going to be traveling international this year Um, maybe i'm not sure yet but and then i also put travel to some new international destinations because i want to do that over the next five years um maybe buy a new house maybe buy a a vacation property at some point investment property heather's Um, got a
0: lot of money i don't know about so (laughs) we're we're doing a lot of cool shit.
1: and i put have a kid question mark (laughs) Cause that's five years. Oh my gosh. I'll be 40 years old. So yeah, I would hope I'd had a kid in between that time. Um,
0: yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't operate that way. It's hard to like even
1: plan a year out.
0: <clears throat> yeah. And I don't, again, some people like really thrive on that stuff. And uh, I'll keep this quick to not make this podcast go much longer, but this guy, Brent Orm was in here the other day and seen Brent in, like a year. Super cool dude. Uh, we hiked the grand Canyon with him and his wife Uh, he's helped me do a lot of different stuff with business. He runs a business as well. Just, uh, like a like-minded dude. And he was asking me, um, he had an idea for a podcast and he was talking and I'll do it more in depth on this, but he was saying like, where do you live? And what he means is like in your head, like what percentage of the time do you live in the present and you're mindful? How much of the time do you live in the future? And how much of it do you live like in the past? And it's a great question. I don't live that much in the future. And as I get older, I don't live hardly in the past at all. I try to be in the present. I'm always thinking about maybe tomorrow or the next day. But uh, I don't do that much down the line. I do with certain things financially, maybe. But I've also learned that like life is short, and I could be dead before any of these things happen. So why the fuck am I going to always plan for, you know, super old Jeremy, if super old Jeremy never gets there? And there are certain things that I've done in business and in life that are, are paying me back today. So you know, the 26 year old me has helped out the 36 year old me more than I could ever imagine. And that's amazing. But to say like, in five years, I'm going to be doing this or that. I don't know. Because if you want to think about how crazy this is. Five years ago, we didn't own this building. Five years ago, I didn't own my house. Five years ago... Well, we
1: bought the house, but we didn't... We didn't own it. We didn't pay it off.
0: No. and yeah. that my, When I say own a house, like you own it. I know, not but you, the
1: average person doesn't think
0: okay. of it that way. Not you and the bank. Like when you're making a payment to Wells Fargo or Bank of America, they own your house. You don't. I'm sorry if that offends anybody. It's just the truth. Just like if you're making car payments, you don't own it. The bank owns it. Whoever you finance who owns it. So five years ago, we didn't own this place. We didn't have our house paid off. This podcast didn't exist wasn't even a thing. I have no clue, like what our reach was on email, or Instagram, I have no idea. Like, there's so many people in our lives now, that we had not met yet. So it's really hard to say. And, and what I thought was important five years ago, has even changed up to this point, my value system continues to kind of evolve as I evolve as a person. So for me to sit and say something today, like, I'll never do this, or I'll for surely do this, I don't know. And I think there's there's a freedom in that for sure. There's probably some you know, you get nervous saying that, like because you don't have this plan and what anybody who's still listening an hour and a half in, what I would tell you is like don't worry about it, man. Like none of us has all this stuff figured out. Like we think we have to live life on these timelines and we don't. Well, I have to have a kid by the time I'm twenty eight and by the time I'm thirty I I have through
1: all that out the window a long time ago it's all
0: bullshit it's all made up like i'm
1: not gonna live my life like that and it was hard because you you're, you're conditioned it's wrong especially as a female to be like oh you gotta get married but you have to be engaged by in your 20s you want to know you have to be married by this age you have to have a kid by this age you're getting too old 35 you know <laughs> how much
0: of that is compl- first of all anybody listening it's stressful though. If, if you did that and you're super happy and you're fulfilled in your life congrats it's amazing Everybody else, for most of us, that's the fucking bullshit. I'm sorry. You know, it's three of the most successful people that we know, like, that I think, like, live good lives and are, like, somewhat like fulfilled happy. and happy? Uh, Lolly, Leanna, and Ben. They're mm-hmm. all single individuals we know. All have great careers. All have traveled the world. All are very enlightened, like to have a good time. No kids, not married, whatever. I would, I would hope they're not waking up today in a panic thinking they have to do these things mm-hmm. because they just don't. Like there is no set timeline for that. There's certain things for everybody that work and we're all in a different season of life at a different amount of time. And you just have to kind of take things as they come and don't try to force them.
1: Yeah, That's- everybody's different and what works for someone or your friend or your family member might not work for you. And I really had to learn that and I'm so grateful I took the time to really grow learn what I want my own life to be like what I want our life together to be like and I just feel like that is so important and so many people rush it and then they find themselves like confused and lost and unhappy
0: well and I think if you live through the last obviously year and a half I think a lot of people had a five-year plan and a lot of it probably went to shit. Mm -hmm. There's friends of ours who owned a gym and owned a brick and mortar place and they probably thought that was going to be part of what they do and now it's dead and it's not happening. There's people who worked at a certain career or jobs
1: that I know for years
0: that had spent their life in hospitality and now are not in the industry. So life has like, you know, I forget the quote, like we make a plan and and, like God laughs. It's like Mm -hmm. a, a problem whatever it is. Like, I think that's true. Like there's just really no way to forecast and you got to just kind of be okay with it and just kind of roll with the punches, have an idea of where you want to go and what you want to do. If it's, you know, physical or travel or financial, if you're saving for retirement or you're trying to buy a, a house or an income property or your dream home or whatever insert term it is, but be fluid with it for sure. And know that don't be fixed to the timeline unless like it really matters to you for something. Like we've done things where if you put a time stamp on it, It can cause you way more stress and anxiety than good.
1: And you're missing out on the moments, the now, the present, which I've tried. And I get caught up in it too, but I've gotten a lot better. Just like, let's just enjoy today or let's just enjoy this year and not worry about the future so much, which I'm guilty of for sure.
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I know. You are the worst. I'm
1: not the The worst. worst.
0: (laughs) John Paul (laughs) Ralphio.
1: I'm not the worst.
0: (laughs) Remember John Paul Ralphio? I love that show. Parks and Rec if you guys have never seen it. Um,
1: People just got a taste of Jeremy mm, singing.
0: That's basically my range if anybody uh, <laughs> grasps that. <it>. That's it. <laughs> treat yourself um no but I mean can I like, also
1: say treat yourself?
0: treat yourself uh no but like for years you don't do it you're getting better now you now you're still crazy uh but you're getting better you we oh like, my
1: gosh you act like you're not crazy okay
0: but not in that way you can call me out on my shit but I, this is not my problem I like to pick things that you're terrible at and I'm good at so it makes me sound really good in the podcast and it kind of makes you seem like okay you're weird so what I'm saying is we've well, li- I
1: think that's it I think we, time's no up. I
0: need to say this we've lived <laughs> in our house for is it eight years now
1: Yeah, almost. But like, we'd be
0: like, "You're two in," and you're like, "Oh, well, on our next house, we're gonna do this." I'm like, "Well, our (laughs) next house, we just live start living here. Like, can we just live here now?" And I, I say it to you because if we do ever move, like, you will be so sad. Like, even though like the next place will be like a bit bit better, it's nicer, it's bigger, whatever. You'll be so sad because you'll be like, "Oh my god, remember when we used to do this?" Yeah. No, I'm
1: very much. Is it a nostalgic person or... And you get sentimental, sentimental about like the attachment to yeah. the memories of memories, the place. Like, yeah.
0: Like when your parents sold the house you grew up in, you were like so mad for like I'm so long. I'm still
1: sad.
0: <laughs> and what I'm, what I'm saying is, it's, it's cool to be that. You know, like I would never say don't be, but the point I'm saying is just enjoy being there now and don't think about yeah. living at the next place when you're just... Be where you're at. Mm-hmm. Like in... David Jack taught me this a long time ago with people in conversations... Just be with that person for those six minutes. Don't worry about the next eight things you have to do. Don't worry about the 19 problems. Don't worry about traffic and your next appointment and the next three jobs you have. Just be with that person where they're at right now. And I think a lot of us need to do that. And we can have an outline and a forecast for the future, but just be with your family or your friends or be with the job you're in today and be the best you are there. And what I find is when you're just playing the game and you're not worrying about the end score, you end up winning in the long run but just be in the first quarter and stop worrying about the fourth quarter is what I'm saying. Right. Cool beans. That's it. Boom. Um, Thank you
1: guys for sending over all the questions.
0: Yes. I will come back. I probably got a couple podcasts on the docket next week. I'm going to get Megan Rigby on. She's got to finish a class. Uh, We'll talk with her about hormones and fat loss and all the, the woman stuff that I don't know nearly as much as she does, but what do we got going on here? Um, our Sunday Advanced Metcon is a real program that we've put together, and I believe June the 14th is the date that that program kicks off. My goal is to have the sales copy done, Matt Sizemore. Thank you, Matt, for your help. He will probably have it done for me this week, so I'll have it out to you guys. It's basically, um, I think it's 17 of my favorite ones so far of the Sunday Advanced Metcons, or at least the originals. We have done like 70 at this point. It's been like 70 weeks. It's crazy. Um, but we've put it into a full program. 100% online. You can do it from home anywhere. Uh, it's the hardest thing we've ever put out for sure in terms of an online challenge. So that's coming to you guys. I will talk about it a bunch more next week and the following week, and it'll be on our email list. If you guys are not on there, hit me up for the uh, add you to the email list. We can put you guys on so you don't miss the messages. But that's coming up. And then uh, just a reminder again, the podcast brought to you by my homies at Beam CBD, BeamTLC.com. The code Jeremy Scott for 30% off, 35% off subscriptions. off all products. And then, obviously, Athletic Greens, you guys know, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. Your supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with the first order. Or I'm happy to send you guys a sample of Athletic Greens or the Beam uh, Dream product as well. And then, again, if you guys want to do the Sunday Advanced Metcon, I will put together a little uh, podcast discount code to rock with you guys to get you something to keep you, you know, super sweaty during these uh, summer months here before we head into our next 47 days. So... That's it. Again, as always, you guys, I appreciate you. Um, If you're on Apple Podcasts and you want to drop us a five-star and leave some comments, I would appreciate it. Uh, And, again, thank you guys for all the messages you send in. Uh, Yes, thank you so much. It's super cool. Um, We're super humbled by it. Uh, I appreciate it. And then everybody who, you know, comes into Scottsdale and comes in here and, like, hey, can we take a picture with you and talk? Like, again, it's super.
1: And so fun meeting everybody from all over. The country.
0: Yeah, it's super humbling and it's super neat. And we're happy to do it if, if I'm around and, and we can make it happen. Um, so thank you guys for that. We appreciate it. And again, share it with a friend, fan member who wants to listen to two weirdos ramble on uh, in a warehouse for an hour and a half. So uh, thank you, Heather. And thank you guys. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love a people enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.